Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as always, we got a great show for you. This young lady we've watched grow for years now into a phenomenal artist. I mean, she's doing things that, that a lot of people dream of at this point, and she's not even made it to the top yet, but she will. Anyway, uh, Celeste, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for that intro. That was really sweet of you. <laughs> well, we we really appreciate you being on, and, you know, we've watched you for years now. So, you know, I guess we've been connected four or five years on Facebook and stuff with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's um, been uh, quite quite a journey, yeah. quite a music journey. <laughs> so as we get started here, because uh, I always like to start light and all that, um, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, a little brief overview about you, and what, what type of hobbies you like to do outside of music. Alrighty, well, I am from a small town in southeastern Virginia. Uh, grew up with a lot of fields and um, military around. So, so where we are is, is kind of in the country, but we're not too far from like Norfolk, Virginia Beach area where we have a lot of military. Oh, wow. So that's a big part of, of who I am and how I grew up. And, and I guess it kind of is represented a bit in my songwriting and my singing. Um, but I guess what do I like to do outside of music? I love riding horses, uh, oh, which wow. I discovered, I discovered that love in 2018 when I was working on um, the video for country, for country swagger. I was actually learning how to oh, really wow. ride a horse for the first time so i love riding horses i love bowling even though i'm not good at it and probably not the best place to be at the moment um <laughs> a bowling alley um and i love video editing and i love anything to do with fitness and activity so you've got a, quite a bit of little hobbies and yeah i remember the country swagger that was a really cool video oh thank you it was it was a lot of fun to film and the horse's name was reba <laughs> what perfect name, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, was that on purpose, or did you just find that out after you were recording and all that? Oh, no. I mean, I took lessons prior to filming the video uh, for a few weeks, and so they had me on a, on a smaller horse in the beginning because I'd been on a horse before, but I'd never actually learned how to properly, like, ride one. Mm -hmm. um, so so when they graduated me to Reba, they are like, her name is Reba. <laughs> I was like, like the singer? And they were like, I don't know. I was like, well, who else do you know named Reba? I mean, I feel like it has to be after this singer, right? So, yeah, that, that, was, that was a lot of fun. That's funny, though. You graduated to Reba, you know, because, of course, you graduate, you know, when you think of Reba, you think of the person, I mean. <laughs> right. Right, and that's that was so. I I loved. Um, I really like developed a good bond with her, and we would call her the oh, Reebs awesome. instead of Reba. That's <laughs> that's what the the owners of the farm called her. That was her nickname, the Reebs. Um, so that, that's what it ended up being. Like, how's the Reebs now, doing today? Hey, Reebs. That, so, now yeah, she ever, was a sweet horse. If you ever get to know Reba, you should call her, "Hey, Reebs," and see what. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's my horse. <laughs> She's going to go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what's something quirky about you? I always like huh. to have fun. I, I love, like, really stupid, lame dad jokes. 
and I and I am I've I've learned from the best. My father is great at them. And I would say that's probably one of my my main things is is just doing insane some stuff where people are like where I'm the one that laughs at it, you know, because uh-huh. If I didn't laugh at it, nobody really would. They're they're really more laughing at the fact that I said the joke than the actual joke. So so yeah, that would that would probably be the quirky thing about me is my my dad jokes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so when did you know that this is what you wanted your life to be? At what age? Well, when I was five or six, I started singing in church, and I absolutely loved it. Like you couldn't get me away from it. Um, one of our first, one of our first productions and musicals that we put on, I think it was a Christmas musical. Um, at the end, I was on the stage sitting there, like we, we'd said goodbye to our friends and, and all, everybody that had, had come to see the actual play. And I was sitting on the edge of the stage and my mom came up to me and she's like, honey, it's time to go. And I said, I don't want to leave. And she was like, okay, well, I, I wonder what that means. So uh, I guess fast forward forward about six years, I auditioned for Radio Disney Group, um, where we we had the privilege of opening for Raven Simone and Miley Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers and quite a few other people um, that came to our our Radio Disney's area. And Mm -hmm. that, I think, is when it it really solidified for me that this is what I want to do. At the age of 12, our first performance was at a mattress store, but our second was oh, wow. in front of 11,000 11, people at Ted Concert <laughs> Center. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So uh, that's when I looked, at, I looked at one of my friends on stage with me because there were seven of us in this group. And I said, mm-hmm. this is so cool. And he looked at me like, <laughs> I know. Like, okay, we're on stage. We're not supposed to be talking to each other. We're supposed to be singing. I'm like, I don't care. This is great. I love this. So that, that was probably when I knew for sure, like, this is what I want to do. Uh, and my wife had to put the baby down, but she's on line now. Yes. Hi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh, doing great. How about you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Well, so I'm enjoying it so far. Of, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> so that first time in front of that crowd, you knew that that was it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was it was the glow sticks and it was the energy and I don't, for some reason I really wasn't all that nervous. I guess the the bigger the mm-hmm. crowd, the less nervous you are because it's mm-hmm. not as as personal. Yeah, not as intimate. Which, right. Which at the same time though, you yeah. can't let yourself self. Um, I guess you can't let yourself off the hook that easy at the same time because when you ha- do have more people, you still want it to be like an intimate experience. But at the yeah. age of 12, I was like so excited. Like, this is great. I wasn't nervous. I was, and I had other <laughs> friends on the stage with me, so it wasn't just me, you know. So um, yeah. I think I think that whole experience and the really like the one thing I really remember is the glow sticks. So I don't think glow sticks are a thing anymore. Now it's cell phones. Um <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I was like, do they even sell glow sticks at concerts anymore? I mean, wow, that's sad. To light up. Now I feel old. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know, back in our day, it was like everything's so much different now. Yeah, I mean, 
back then, like the the biggest cell phone to have was, I guess, was like a LG Razor, or um, you were like really doing doing things right if you had a BlackBerry smartphone. Oh yes. <laughs> But and, I think that's I all that was around that. when when I was doing the Radio Disney group. So that that's really funny. I I hadn't yeah. thought about that. <laughs> so who has been some of your mu- musical influences? Musical influences. I have a wide range of musical influences from it's always good. Uh, yeah, from the Eagles, uh, Alabama, Cher, Reba, Shania, <laughs> Alan Jackson, and Brooks and Dunn are probably like my main people that I really look up to um, the Eagles. I grew up with my dad singing me to sleep every night with either the Eagles or James Taylor or Alabama. So I grew up on that music um, and just, just really now I really appreciate their songwriting aspects and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just, just the quality of the music. When I was younger, I just knew I liked, liked the songs. I didn't really analyze it, I guess, as from a singer songwriter point of view. Um, but they're just so good. And so, so relatable. I love Alabama's energy and uniqueness. I mean, there's, there hasn't been another band like them. And I love that about them. I love Shania for her energy and her songwriting (laughs) and her, her, her like positivity and her Mm -hmm. stage performance is so great. And she just captures that crowd and gives that all of her energy out to them um and share is an odd one for me but <laughs> growing <laughs> I, w- I saw her first star- farewell tour um she is mm-hmm. still farewelling i believe but her first farewell yes. tour i was <laughs> i was 11 years old um oh, i think wow. when i wow. i went to her concert and and oh my gosh i loved it so much i got the dvd and i would literally stand in front of my tv for hours like performing with her on DVD and every time she changed <laughs> costumes, which was a lot, I would go and change into a different dance costume of mine. And I would, I was literally performing with Cher. And I feel like I learned a lot about the stage from mm-hmm. her, like her, her presence, maybe not necessarily how she dress, how she dresses, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but just like her, her ability to command the stage and, and her confidence. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. So so those are some of but my you, biggest influences. But you know when you said Shania, you do remind me of the stage presence of Shania. Oh, thank you. That's a huge compliment because she, she's a master at that. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I never thought about that until you mentioned Shania and the stage presence. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, watching your videos and watching everything you've done online, I'm like, you know, she does. She she favors Sunaya a lot. Yeah, I, I just love her. I used to, um, my cousin and I used to skip around our, our living room table um, singing Honey, I'm Home. And it was just the music that I grew up on. And yeah. I I loved it. And I loved that um, her message was such, like, girl power or just power in mm-hmm. general. There weren't a lot of songs where she was, like the victim or anything. There weren't a lot of sat. It was all like positivity or, or if so-and-so cheated on you, Mm -hmm. you know what, you're better off without them kind of thing. And I loved that about her, that it wasn't about dwelling on the negative. It was always positive. Mm Because a lot of the women's songs now, it's about revenge and that's what becomes hits. 
Yeah, I mean, revenge stuff is great, too. And don't get me wrong, I love good dad songs. I've written, I've written a ton of them. Yes. Um, but I guess just as, mm-hmm. as a listener and as a, yeah. as a young kid, I loved, I loved just the empowerment, and, and it made you feel like you could do anything. I mean, let's go, girls. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's, let's do it. I don't know what we're doing, but let's go. Yes. So what drives Celeste? Hmm. That is a very good question. Um, well, I guess the biggest thing that drives me is one I have a couple things. Um, one is my love for music in general. Like a lot of times with the music um the way it is right now, and there's a lot of um negativity in the business side of things mm-hmm. and politicalness put into music and mm-hmm. and um the whole like female thing and it's just like a lot of negativity and when you get like into that rut where you're questioning like why why did I decide I wanted to do this if I pick up my guitar or if I if I just start writing or if I listen to some songs that I've I've released previously and and just think about like wow like this is why I did it for the music, not yeah. not necessarily for the fame, not necessarily to see who would get behind me, but I just loved yeah. music, and that's what I always have to keep in in the forefront of of my mind is that I'm doing this for for music because that's what I loved. Yeah. I loved performing. I loved just mm-hmm. that ability to relate to people through music, um, mm-hmm. and I love being able to hear stories from people where songs that I've written when I was I was feeling down or I was going through a tough situation has helped them through that and I think I think the love for music and and then the thought that if I could write a song that could help one person through a situation in some way shape or form that that drives me um, and, and yeah. just using music, music to help people. I've, I've done mm-hmm. um, a ton of school tours, anti-bullying school tours, where I've talked to over 95,000 oh, wow. students. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have music as a platform <laughs> first. Yeah. Um, so so just, yeah. just being able to do good with music and my love for music mm-hmm. is what drives me. I had to think about that when you asked me that question, but uh, I guess I, I talked Thanks. it out. As I was talking, I'm like, this, this, yeah, this yeah. is definitely what, what inspires and, and, me to create you know more. And Sandy's got a great story about what you just said, basically. Oh, really? Oh, yes. yes, yes. I, I was bullied a lot in high school and went through a lot of anxiety and depression and everything during those, those years over that. And music is really what helped heal me then. And you know, listening to a song that like, well, somebody else has went through this too, that absolutely helped me get through that time period. I mean, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. It's It's amazing how music is like the one thing that can take your day from mm-hmm. zero to 10 in like three minutes. Oh, so true. <laughs> yes. And it's, yes. it's so weird. And I mean, it's, it's so powerful. And I mean, I could be having a not so great day and one of my favorite songs comes on and my mood is completely turned around. Yep. And, and I yes, love that. Absolutely. I love that about music. Mm-hmm. So and, powerful. And you know what's funny about that is when Cindy and I married 17 years ago, I always 
joke around and say that she brainwashed me into all this music stuff. Because <laughs> when, when, <laughs> oh, we, yes, when we married <laughs> 17 years ago, I was one of these big that was big people that was into your self-help audio motivation stuff. And I oh, could listen uh-huh. to that 24-7. I was that kind of person. So we oh, married, yes, <laughs> and that's all I wanted to listen to. And she's this 24-7 music person. Well, mm-hmm. that can't work. <laughs> so we had to come to an agreement that, and do a 50-50 split type thing. Because mm-hmm. I was one of them people that was brainwashing and believing that if you're running any type of business and you're listening to music in your car and not something – self-help educational then you you weren't serious about your business i mean i was heavy now i still believe in audio self-help stuff i still believe in all that but i understand now that the power of music and and it's funny because now i'm like i can't imagine us not doing what we're doing with this show and into the music i mean she Mm -hmm. she pushed me so much back then and then and then and it's rubbed off on me so much and and we you know when we first launched new country buds the first time back in 2014 and shut it down in 2015 i knew even though we shut it down for personal reasons it kind of broke my heart and mm-hmm. i remember pushing away so much that that i end up um just letting the whole domain go but every 6 months i would look up on google on godaddy and all that Oh, newcountrybuzz.com still available. Oh, new, six months later, up still available. So by the end of 2018, <laughs> it done ate me alive so much. I told Sandy, I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I was just hoping that the independent music arena would still accept us back in. But you know what? They have fully accepted us. We took a couple year break. We're back stronger than ever. But it was one of those times where you know you hear artists say. I can't imagine quitting. And I'm yeah. and I did quit. And I can tell you it will eat you alive if it's really in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that that's so true and I'm so glad you guys are are doing this again. And then and like you said what 17 years ago, I'm sure you would have never thought you would be doing something like this or even missing <laughs> oh, something God, no. like this if you'd stopped doing it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had no yeah, idea. And the crazy thing about <laughs> the funny thing is, I told Sandy always uh, uh, not long ago. I've always knew I'm, I'm supposed to have a platform to speak. I just never knew it would be this type of platform. I would have la- you'd have told me that 17 years ago. Shoot, if you'd have told me that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we, well, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's crazy how all this, how God leads you to all these little things, and you look back and you're like, my God, all these steps got me all about timing mm-hmm. it's so true and, and it's funny is what what y'all are doing now is like the perfect combination of both mm-hmm. right. it's yeah. that 50 yeah. 50 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's Absolutely. funny because i always tell people who are married that i don't you know now granted some people disagree with this you know it's just my opinion <laughs> when it comes to we've been married 17 years so we know something we're still together <laughs> and That's right. I believe that when two people marry, I I just believe that God has some type of um, shared vision for their mm-hmm. marriage, and and you can have different passions, and I believe that if you can find the way to intertwine those passions under one umbrella, you'll be living a marriage like you can never only dream of. <laughs> 
Yeah. I totally agree with that. And that's where we are here. You know, again, I would have never imagined this, but, you know, but now she is. So, <laughs> so even though yeah. that I still love the audio and the speaking and all that, I'm still, I mean, I am like head over heels over this music. I'm head over heels with having artists like you on sharing y'all's story because it's like this, this inspires me to see oh, well, I- the growth that y'all have. Well, I really appreciate your support of, of artists, especially indie artists in this day and age. Is, um, it just means a lot, and especially to me. I I'm, I'm, know I'm speaking for um, a lot of other artists, but, but for me especially, I, just, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, we definitely um, appreciate you saying that. So um, yes. when you look back so far, and I know you've mentioned some highlights, I mean, outside of what you've already mentioned, um, mm-hmm. What are some moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that"? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, definitely the radio. The whole <laughs> year with Radio Disney was was like that for me. Um, between opening for for Raven and Miley Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers, and and we were in front of so many people that year. I mean, like our like I said, our, our second performance was in front of eleven thousand people. And I have wow. have yet to perform in front of that many people since then, with the exception <laughs> of one show. Um, but it's it's just like, and at the age of twelve, you you don't realize that kind of accomplishment. You know, you're just like, yeah. wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize <laughs> what kind of opportunity you were given. Um, so yeah. so that was that's definitely mm-hmm. one of my big highlights. Um, another highlight of mine was performing on on the uh, USS Eisenhower. It, it was. Uh, mm-hmm aircraft carrier um for friends and family day they took it out to sea Uh, we went out of Mm -hmm. um a port in norfolk and took it out to sea like 12 miles and and turned around and came back but we we got to perform um for the friends and family and the actual um, members of the military that were that were on board the ship and that was so cool to me to one for for patriotic reasons and just being able to perform for our military uh, but two, mm-hmm. like you getting to see this massive piece of machinery in action. I just, I <laughs> loved it. Uh, they demonstrated a sonic boom for us. It, it was oh, wow. just so cool. Wow. Um, on stage, we were in one of the hangar bays performing, and our view from stage was looking out into the ocean. And I was, <laughs> I looked out for about like like five seconds. I was like, okay, I can't keep looking out right now because I'm mm-hmm. going to get like seasick on stage. Uh, so I had to, I had to turn, turn my focus back to the people that were actually watching us and everything. But, mm-hmm. but that, that was a, such a cool experience. I absolutely loved that. Um, still one of my biggest highlights um, in, mm-hmm. in my music career. And then I think the other top thing would be every time I'm in the studio, um, in Nashville with, with the amazing musicians that come out of Nashville recording new music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew Lane produced my first mm-hmm. three CDs, and he's he's from California. I met him when I did a pop camp out in, in L.A. when I was 14, and, and he produced uh, my first three CDs <laughs> and introduced me to so many amazing songwriters and oh, musicians. Wow that have played for Dolly Parton and oh my gosh, I mean, it's just like their stories are, are Mm -hmm. insane. Um, one of the songs I was recording back in 2009, 
this is okay. This is over ten years ago. Um, I was recording, and the fiddle player um, was was getting ready to to tr- track his part of this next song that we were doing. And uh, mm-hmm. Drew, the producer, said, "Go go in there and tell him what you want." And I was like, "Okay." I walked mm-hmm. into his little recording room. I was like, "Hey, Joe, yeah, I, I have you ever heard that Shania Twain song? Don't be stupid." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I played on that track." And I was like, "What? Wait, you? Like you?" He said, "Yeah, it was me and a group of like twelve other guys. We were called the Bow Bros, and we actually oh, recorded wow. it right here in the studio." And I was like, no, no way. This is crazy. So I was like, well, I don't need to tell you what I want. You continue with your excellence, sir. And uh, I, I left I left the room. I was like, just just, just do your, your greatness. Um, and then this past time, recording in the studio with, with Sal Oliveri, um, he brought in Danny Rader, who's Keith Urban's touring guitar player, and he tracked guitar and banjo for some of these new songs. Um, and Janae Fleener, who um, just won CMA Musician of the Year, the first female to win it. Um, oh, and wow. she's, in Blake Shelton, she's in Blake Shelton's band also. She plays fiddle on uh, the new song. It's actually my next single uh, called La Di Da Da. So they both played on that track. And I think that's just one of the coolest – all of my, my – Memories. I have so many good music memories, but some of my favorite are in the studio, just creating with oh, wow. amazing musicians. That is really cool, because um, we are eventually planning on moving out to Nashville. Oh yeah, Ultimately. no, it's 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 a fun place. There's so much talent, and uh, everybody always says, if you want to be humbled, just walk down the streets of Nashville, and you'll realize. <laughs> You're not the only one that can sing, <laughs> and it's so true. And it's sa- same with every uh, every musician. I mean, there's just so many talented people there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because <clears throat> back in two, <clears throat> it was either 2014 or 15, we interviewed um, Brandon Maddox in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I asked was about up and what, what advice would he give? And he said, if you're planning on moving to Nashville as an artist, he says. Before you ever consider the move, he says, build your local base first, then your regional mm-hmm. base. He says, because when you get here, there's going to be somebody on – he says, I don't care how good you are. <clears throat> he says, there's going to be somebody on every corner that is better than you, and you're going to be intimidated. And if you come here with no base, you're going to leave. He says, but if you yeah. come here with that base that loves you, then you can get through those uh, the hurdles of trying to create you in Nashville because you already have that base that's still helping you go. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> that's very and good I, advice. And I was like, I'll always remember that. So I always like to flip the script. You know, when, when we say good, we want, I always want to go the other way. And that's, I think, where we're different than most people because most people – who host, they don't really get into the negative side of trying to chase mm-hmm. this crazy dream. And I'll show you where I want to go with this. <clears throat> we interviewed Allison Steele of Two Steel Girls back in 2014. And yeah. I asked her um, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist. And she said, and at that time they were full-time with music, 
And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the sacrifices we have to make, the sacrifices that even our families have to make, the rejection we have to go through, the, the mask that we have to wear. He said, we have a death in the family today, and we got a gig tonight. we got to get on that stage and smile like it didn't happen. And then we have to sing that one song that, they, that the audience wants to hear, even though it reminds us of that person who just died, and we got to smile about it. She goes, we, we have to go through so much. We have to wear all these different masks. She goes, but if your heart <clears throat> won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because you'll never make it if you don't. Now, what do you think mm-hmm. about what she said? And, let, and let's go there a little bit about that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There are a lot of things that I had to sacrifice, um, I guess, especially getting into it as young as I did. Like a lot of sleepovers mm-hmm. that I missed. Um, I didn't graduate with my graduating class. I was homeschooled the last three years of high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a lot that you miss out on. Um, in life and, and just like the normal things that you're like, Oh man, man, like now looking back, should I have, should I have gone through that? And should I have (laughs) stayed in school? You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I experienced so many things, um, when I was homeschooled and, and traveling and, but through music that I would have never been able to do if it weren't for that. So there's, yeah. I guess there's there's a, a balance, and there's there's something yeah. to both sides of that. Where I mean, of course you make sacrifices. I mean, in in the music industry, when you're an an artist, you're you're not just an artist anymore. You're you're your own uh, marketing department, and you're mm-hmm. your own graphic design person. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you can take mm-hmm. good pictures of yourself. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Or uh, my my mom and I um, work a lot on on some of the videos that I I film for my YouTube channel when it's not like an actual official music video. Um, mm-hmm. We we do um, a lot of that, and then she she takes a lot of, of photos of mine as well. And then um, we work on treatments for my official music mm. videos to to provide to the production company, like the whole storyline for Country Swagger and Beach Somewhere. Mm-hmm. We created wow. that, but but it's like there's so many uh, things under the artist hat. Like you have to be a mm-hmm. master of a bunch of different things. Um, <laughs> so. It's, it's just it's a lot that you learn too uh, mm-hmm. from the music industry, and, and just be kind of because you have to. Um, and so, so learning those things is 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 a good thing. Is I guess you get got to always remember why you started it because it's easy yeah. to kind of get lost, lost <laughs> in all of those things mm-hmm. and and down the the rabbit trail of what am I doing right now? Um, but that's when you have to remember it's it's about the music. And I wouldn't yeah. looking back ten years later, I wouldn't I would have done the same thing. I I it is a lot of things that you have to miss out on and your doors are never closed. It's not like a normal job where you walk in yeah. and you have to put in your eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours and then the doors closed. I mean it's like any yeah. any <laughs> Um, self-owned business, you know, doors are never closed if you're, you're the owner of your business. Um, Mm -hmm. and you always have to keep working. And and a lot of people don't always, um, like, I guess a lot of people don't get that unless they have their own business. And so that's another thing. And I'm glad, 
and I'm glad that you went there because <clears throat> one of the things that why one of the reasons I go this route on this is I want sometimes people to understand. You know, you 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 see on Facebook and sometimes people will say out of ignorance, um, uh, artists should just get a real job. <clears throat> and I always mm-hmm. have to stop people. I've I've heard that so many times for people. And I always like to tell people, no, don't tell an artist they need a real job because they got something better, a passion to live for. In fact, not only do they have a real job, actually, but they have 10, 20 jobs if they're independent. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad you were hitting all those points that you have to do because that made my point, you know, that you have all the – and, you know, <clears throat> and telling a person to get a real job, here, here's the root. Uh, here, here is the – consequence i should say of that i've got friends of mine that are like say 15 years in their career and we're talking about not you know not like artists but like doctors lawyers stuff like that and Mm -hmm. you sit down with some of them and they're miserable and you're like why are you so miserable because i'm just not it's like you've got this great lifestyle you've got this great family you've got this awesome career and they're like no 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 that's the problem like, what do you mean that's the mm-hmm. problem? You went to school for that career. He said, no, I went to school because my parents pushed me into that career. So now mm-hmm. here it is, 15 years later, they are miserable as can be. They're destroying their life. Some of them are almost drinking their life away and doing God knows what. Because mm-hmm. their parents pushed them in a direction that wasn't who they were. Right. And yeah, and, and as parents, story. I mean, you just want to you want to see your kids <clears throat> succeed, and and I can understand where where they're coming from, but at the same time, if you're not doing what you love, um, I guess that kind of comes back to Allison's point. You know, if you love it, that's that's the one reason you should totally completely throw yourself into it. And for me, I love it, and <laughs> and that's what I always tell people. If anyone's asking for advice, I'm like, make sure you love it because it's a lot of hard work. But it's also can be very rewarding, um, and mm-hmm. so if you're willing to put in the work, you know. So was there ever a moment where you sat down one night and said, "I just don't know if I can do this anymore"? No, I haven't had that thought. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> um, well, most, but most artists have had that, so that's good, actually. You know. Because most artists, yeah, I, we've heard some stories on our show where, where that's where the rubber meets the road, basically, where they have a decision to make. Yeah, I mean, and, I've <laughs> never, I've never like really asked myself that question. Um, there's been times where, where I get frustrated and kind mm-hmm. of confused and maybe lost for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but that's always when I'm, I'm still working my business, but I'm not in the music side of it. Yeah. If I'm in too much yeah. of the business yeah. half of it, that's when I get frustrated, if that makes sense. When um <laughs> when I'm in the in the music side of it, it totally <laughs> makes sense to me. Like, yeah, I know why I'm doing this. Like, duh. I love this. This, this is my love. Um so so no I I've never had that I don't know if I can do this anymore thought. Um I have always had like the plan B thought in the back of my head. Um, mm-hmm. For a while, I wanted to be a meteorologist as my plan B, um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I kind of missed out on that because I'm past the age of college for that. Um, well, I mean, it's never too late, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know what but, but I always thought that would be cool. I would, all, I would love to chase a tornado <laughs> someday. 
As long as it's in an open field, not hurting anybody. I mean, oh, my gosh, all of the pictures that I've seen the past few days and then a few, like a month ago oh, in Nashville, it's, it's really yeah. heart, heartbreaking. And I know I have a lot of it friends is. that have friends that were affected. Luckily, none of mine were personally affected, but um, a lot of friends of friends in Nashville lost, yeah. lost a lot, lost a lot. And um, so that's why I, now, whenever I say, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to chase a tornado. Now, whenever I say I want to chase a tornado, I'm like, as long as it's in an open field, not hurting anybody, right. I'd like to chase a tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the, <laughs> that thought of um, Mother Nature and, and the power of it is just kind of fascinating to me. Yeah, yes, about our eight-year-old, he loves weather right now. He's always yep. <laughs> trying to find out anything he can about weather. Which is that's pretty cool. too cool. And, and you know, talking about the no plan B, that's kind of where we're at. You know, I, I, sometimes I'll be frustrated. It's not that I would quit because I've already quit once, so I know that what that felt like. <laughs> um, right. But it's like um, – and probably the main reason I quit was was that back then we would do the 30-, 40-minute interviews. I mean, we went shorter back then than mm-hmm. we do now. But we did the interviews, and yeah. then I would type it up. I would transcribe the whole interview to post it. And when you're doing five, six, seven interviews a week, and you're um, not making money with this right yet, it's kind right. of hard to spend four hours transcribing each one. Good. And that was oh, <laughs> that was the worst part. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of work. It was just it was just rough, and I just got burned out from mm-hmm. that side of it. And now with the new technology, with this blog talk thing, and I can inter- just interview and just keep it live and all. I like this. I like okay, this is good. I can no so much easier for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, and all that. And you know, and you know, but there are times where Sandy almost has to talk me off the cliff because sometimes I'm I get frustrated. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just go get a regular job or something. And then she'll kind of laugh sometimes because <laughs> she's like, you're going to mm-hmm. get a regular job? And I'm like, okay, that was not smart. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. We do, like side, we do like side gigs and stuff, you know, to keep us afloat mm-hmm. while we build this brand, you know, so that we are flexible. <laughs> and, right. And, you know, so it's funny because, again, I, I'm just one of them that like living on the edge. We do this. We're running forward with the vision that we've had for years, and it's like we're, you know, I just can't, I, I can't imagine a average. I mean, Sandy and I have been married 17 years, and we've lived a 24/7 couple in that whole time. We're just not apart, so we don't do things average. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. So <laughs> we love it. I mean, that's all. Like the combination of of being together for seventeen years and y'all being together like twenty four seven is like a testament that that that's what God God made y'all for each other, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and absolutely. see, I went through nineteen years of addiction from day one. Mm-hmm. And see, I went through nineteen years of addictions until um, God healed me over twelve around twelve years ago. But that first five years of our marriage um, was part of the addictions. And I tell you, God knew what he was doing when he brought her in my life because I would I really believe I'd be dead by now if she didn't come because she never put me down. She loved me through the addictions and all that. And I can remember so many people telling us when I tell that story that, oh, she allowed me to walk all over her those first five years. And, I try, and I'm like, no, 
she actually allowed me to experience God's pure love through her those first five years. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it helped heal my heart. And because of that, then God could actually heal me so that now I've been sober for 12 years and no big deal. That's awesome. So, that is so you know, awesome. And then, now I, and then we're doing all this together. So, you know, again, you just never know where things are going. Crazy world. That's true. <laughs> it is. And you think no, you have a plan, and that's not the plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and we're all in with this. You know, we've got such a we, – we already got the different types of businesses that we're building around new country media. So we know where we're going over the next five years. You know, we just got to get there now. Right. And, and you're and our the journey. And you're our 56 interview this year alone. Wow. That's a lot of interviews. Good thing you don't yes. have to transcribe them. Oh, oh gosh. That would have been. I love the work. So, so we're going to take a really quick break for a little small commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, and we're going to talk about the song. How's that? Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
that one makes you want to dance. <laughs> oh, it does. Yes, fun song. Thank you. <clears throat> so how did that song come about? Uh, well, I wrote that one um, back in 2013 and finished it in 2014. Um, oh, wow. And, and it was just a song that I wrote that was kind of, different I guess you could say um and and so uh when we were recording Last Chances and Carolina on my new EP Keep It On Repeat um my mom was like you you really need to play Sal that song that you wrote called La Di Dada and I was like oh he's gonna think it's stupid I mean listen to the title it's just it's called La Di Dada and uh and that's when he was like, well, now you have to play it for me. I was like, okay, fine. So I played it for him, and he was like, that's so much fun. Why aren't we recording this? So uh, so I was like, okay, I guess we'll record it. So we recorded that one, and that's the one that Danny Rader, um, who, who plays with Keith Urban and Janae Fleener, uh, who plays fiddle for Blake Shelton and won CMA um, Musician of the Year, they both play on that song. Oh, wow. wow. So that was that was a lot of fun to record and collaborate with everybody and and it just kept building as it went into the studio. I'm like, okay, okay, I kind of see your point. Like this is kind of kind of cool, like the vibe that it ended up having when we recorded it. So, as so. you know, as an artist, um, everybody sees you as the artist, but they don't see the team behind you. And we both know that without the team, you can't do what you do. So tell us a few stories of people that's kind of that's built around you, that's helped stepped up and done things that's helped you to go to another level. Let's give them some shout outs. Yeah, well, definitely number one, my parents um, for being <laughs> supporters from such a young age, um, and just just never discouraging me and never pushing me, but always letting me drive the train and being there to mm-hmm. support me. Um, I know a lot of a lot of artists that haven't necessarily had parent support, so that means so much to me. And and they're still a huge part of my team. I mean, like we're the base, the three of us, uh, <laughs> me, my mom, and my dad. And then um, different the two different producers that I've worked with, Sal Oliveri and um, Drew Andrew Lane. Andrew Lane worked with me for I guess ten years. When I met him, I was fourteen. Um, and then he produced those first three CDs of mine. And, and he just, he taught me so much about writing, songwriting, about uh, recording, and just introduced me to so many different people that also taught me about songwriting. I mean, when I first went to Nashville, I'd written music, but I really wasn't quite sure how to structure a song well. I mean, mm-hmm. my songs would be like five minutes. <laughs> how? Can you hear me? I hear you, but not her. Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, yep, we there can. you are. Uh, yes, Alrighty. yes, you're back. Where did <laughs> I disappear? <laughs> you, you were talking about the structure of songs and stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just learned a lot about the structure of songs and how to write a song, really, um, from from some genius songwriters in Nashville. So I was really grateful for that experience. Um, my band... I, I got to give a shout out to them, uh, Tyler, Nick, and Darren. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to, to just create music with them and laugh with them 
and they don't have egos. It's it's just, it's great. We can all like laugh at each other if we make a mistake or something. Um, and I know they have my back on stage. Um, and I just, I love them like brothers, like they're awesome. We all get along and they're all so talented. So, um, my band is a huge part of, of my music and, and Mm -hmm. what makes, what makes us as a, as a product sound good live at a live show. Um, yep. Let's see. I want to shout out mm-hmm. to Dave Fowler, who I met through Drew. Um, he <laughs> actually was Dolly Parton's um, tour manager for a while. Oh, wow. And he's toured with Lori Morgan. And he, he just, he's, he's always been like a guiding, like light of wisdom in in the music oh, wow. industry and, and mm-hmm. has always been helpful with advice. And he has so many like different people he's introduced me to as well um, that I've played with or has, has played on my, my music, my CDs um, and, and the songs that I've recorded and just, mm-hmm. Oh goodness. There's so many people, like you said, I mean, to a team um, and there's like Hunter Hayes. And this is an interview I heard from him. Uh, I guess it was when he first signed to Warner. He said, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, and I, did the job that it now takes 300 people to do. And it just, it, it, it's so, it's mm-hmm. so true though, how it, how it speaks to how much mm-hmm. work you have to put into it. Like, like we were talking about earlier. So, um, so shout out to all my team. And I think, I think I remembered everybody. Um, I mean, there's so many people that I have worked with, but look, I mentioned like the immediate people yeah. around me. Yeah. I want to thank Millie, uh, Millie Wiggs, who's done a lot of my press um, press work, and she's a really mm-hmm. close friend of mine, and so sweet, and she's always always pushing uh, like to for live <laughs> shows and everything. Like she's like, you know, if you if you don't want to call them, I'll call them. I'll do it. I'll book you. I'm like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. So so uh, Millie Millie has been an awesome part of our team as well, from the the press releases that we get to send out and. Also, um, just trying, she tries to get my name out there everywhere she can. And I'm so thankful for that. And then, uh, lastly, grassroots, uh, promotions who does my radio promotion work. Uh, they pushed yeah. country swagger and there's a beach somewhere to country oh, wow. radio. And it, like you said, it's like another thing that, that people might not even think about. You have to have a whole team to help promote mm-hmm. you to radio or, or, um, programmers, won't ever really know who you are or won't won't know that there's a new song released. Like they mm-hmm. they are such a great team and such a great crew and I'm I'm so appreciative of, of how they've supported my music and, and really helped me in that aspect. That is really awesome. And you know, we are a family show so we always let our little eight year old he always likes to ask one question. And <clears throat> we always Yes Sandy's getting him now because he, uh, he loves this in fact, he gets upset when um, there are times where it's had to got cut short, and he didn't get yes. to ask his question. But you know, he, As he, he gets was upset. So upset then. We didn't get to. <laughs> so here, here he is. Here's Christopher. Last, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh my goodness. Okay, I have a tie. Um, my favorite food is either pizza with pepperoni and pineapple on it, <laughs> or Chicken Alfredo pasta is great. Uh, 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 I like chicken Alfredo and pizza. It's great, isn't it? Uh-huh. 
And ice cream. Chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream is my favorite ice cream. So that would be my favorite dessert food. Uh, 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 that's my favorite. Uh, I, I like ice cream, too. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla? Vanilla ice cream is mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, bye. Wait, what's your... <laughs> I was going to ask him what his favorite food was. It's, it's pizza. 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 Pizza with pepperoni. Yeah. Pepperoni pizza. Same. Anytime you can get it. Yep. Same. <laughs> he he comes and goes quick. He does. Oh well. <laughs> you love well, I am. I appreciate his questions. Oh, we're, 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 we're trying that. to train he him up, it. and of course, our one, our um, one, I mean, one year my, my our one year old daughter, when one she gets older, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna try to insert her into the show too. Oh, yes. that's awesome. So we're definitely trying to keep it a family show. I love that. I'm all about family. Family is awesome, especially during these times right now. Oh, Oh, yes. Family means everything. Yes. So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Hmm. Uh, Glenn Fry and Don Henley. I'd like to co-write with them. Yes. And what would I want to write about? I'm not sure we could find a mutual topic to write about, except for maybe love. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I'm like, hmm. I mean, goodness. Yeah, I mean, it probably I could. That'd be cool. Find a do a good love song or a heartbreak song with one of my favorite songs with the Eagles is "Heartache Tonight." So I would love to write a song like that. With them, so, uh, so I don't know if they wrote that one, <laughs> or I think I don't know. But anyways, some something along those lines. Um, would also love yeah. to write with Randy Owen or Shania Twain. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, great answer. So, so since awesome. you've mentioned Shania Twain a couple times now, I'm gonna have to go there. If you were about to sit down with Shania, what would be your first question? Um, what is your favorite song that you've written? That's a good one. What is yours yeah, actually then? What is what is mine? Yeah, of the ones that you've written. Oh, goodness. Uh well my favorite song <laughs> that I couldn't answer that easily like a year ago or two years ago. <laughs> um I have. I guess it depends on my mood. Um, if I'm in like a quiet, like somber, reminiscent mood, it would be Carolina, um, because I love the beach and I grew up going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for our summer vacations. So that oh, holds like it. a very personal place in my heart. Um, so that would be my my like somber, nostalgic song um if i was just wanting to listen to something to dance to it would be la di da da <laughs> that's cool you know talking about awesome. beach <clears throat> that's like our favorite place because um oh it is back I, I guess about a little about a year after we were married um yeah you know, about one year after get, get in a hotel for one night in myrtle beach because um, we're about four hours away so we went yeah, there and i'd never been there and then. i was like let's and, go we went there for overnight, and, and and it was like one. It was like late at night, and I was like, uh, I told Sandy, let's go to Myrtle Beach tomorrow. 
and just ah, yes. It was just one of them out the blue things we did. Crazy, and so we thought, okay, idea. so so we mm-hmm. jumped in the car, we went, got a hotel, and next thing we know, you know, it was the night, the the night of the that we was at the hotel, and we were talking, and we're like, oh, we just had so much fun today. I don't want to go back home tomorrow. Well, let's yeah. book two, let's, let's let's go on and book three more nights, stay in there four nights, and it was just an out the he blue did. thing. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> and that was the best trip we ever took. Just fun, spontaneous. We have great yeah. memories of that place. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. I wish I would have been there when Alabama was like the house band at the Bowery. Uh, oh, wow. I wish I was yeah. around then. Uh, just. I mean, yeah. can you imagine walking down the boardwalk and that's the band oh, that, that you hear so cool. coming out of out of the Bowery, yeah. and it's like, wow! Like, oh, that was <laughs> that's so so cool. That would have been amazing. So, yeah. so Carolina and Lottie Dada are my two my two top two at the moment. Oh wow! So wow, when you look back at your life right now, and this could be one of your songs or a song from another artist, it don't matter. What song best describes your life out there? Mm, hmm. What song best describes my life? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'm thinking, trying to think of one of the songs that talks about music. Um, <laughs> a bunch of those because that's there. basically my life. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, Luke Bryan has a great song called Land of a Million Songs that that mm-hmm. one's pretty descriptive um, of my life The Driver by Charles Kelly, Eric Pasley oh. and Dirk Spentley is something oh, that I yeah, really relate to song. Mm-hmm. I love that that's song awesome. and uh, I can kind of relate to all three all three verses I mean one talks about the truck driver <laughs> Uh, that gets there oh, yeah. before everybody else. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes I am my truck driver. Sometimes my dad is. <laughs> um, uh, talks it talks about the um, the singer on stage. So sometimes mm-hmm. that's yeah. me. And then it talks about the aspiring singer in the audience at somebody mm-hmm. else's concert. And that's like that's the last verse. And and yeah. basically they're they're the dreamer. So I'd say all three of those all three of stories can relate to, to me and my situation in my life. And so, yeah, that's going to be my that's answer, the driver. That, that's a really Very good, good. One. I love that song. <clears throat> so if you I love it. And it's not one, like super popular, yeah. but I, I just love that song. Yeah. True. <laughs> so powerful. Yes, it is. So if you had a magic wand, and I'll explain in a minute why I'm asking it this way as a real purpose behind the way I'm asking this. But – if you had a magic wand, and mm-hmm. what you're about to say would come true, where do you want to be in five years? The reason I'm asking it this way is for two reasons. One is I don't want the, the answer that a lot of artists would give that, you know, I just want to do music. I want the deep-rooted answer that's ri- it's within their heart. Number two reason is this past February made five years that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her wow. exact answer that she that she said five years ago is how is what she's living today, and I'm one of the wow. people that believe that that with a vision, 
You have to have that vision in front of you if you're going to ever live that. So based on what I just said, where would you be in five years? I would be um, I would be pretty well well known to a point where I could perform in places um, with like two thousand to five thousand people uh, where they knew the words to my song. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Right now, I'm lucky enough to have people uh, where there or have shows where where people do sing sing words to my songs, which is really cool mm-hmm. to see them in the audience singing along. Um, but I would love to be able to fill a space between two and 5,000 people. I'm just going with like a realistic goal right now in five years. Mm -hmm. Um, and on my track to possibly like one day, like in five years, I would like to be setting the foundation to one day have like a residency in Vegas, like to get to that point in my career where I could where I could be there one day. Obviously, that wouldn't happen in five years. Um, But in five years, still laying the foundation for maybe the next five years or ten years from then. Um, Because I love the the energy of a Vegas show, and I love how you can just, like, set up, like, this whole stage and everything, Mm -hmm. and you you don't necessarily have to move it so your show can be even more elaborate. Um, I would also like to do a CMT Crossroads with share in five years. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. And I would love to see that. So I would like to be at a point where I could be on CMT Crossroads and that my artist pick would be share and that share would be willing to do it. Those are some <laughs> of my five year from now goals. And, um, and, personally, and something. Yep. I was going to say, personally, I would like to live somewhere near the ocean with a horse farm. And awesome. uh, commute regularly to Nashville. So there's my whole five-year layout plan. <clears throat> and it's funny. You said wow. you're trying to be realistic here. And let me point. I think that right now, based on what I knew of Kelsey back then and what you are now, I think that you're actually more positioned right now than she was five years ago. Because when, when, she, when we interviewed her, she just got her first single into the top 30. So mm-hmm. she, that's all she had at that point, you know, and to look where she's at now is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I believe you're well positioned to do anything you want to do over the next five years. Believe me, you're well positioned. Thank you. From what I, <clears throat> so if you had a friend who you've got two more questions here. So if you've got, if you had a friend that was, you heard and they were, they sounded pretty good. You know, say they've done five, 10 shows, maybe 20, but they haven't done a whole lot yet. They've got, but they've got the stage bite. They, you know, they got on stage and they're like, man, I'm supposed to do this. I really feel mm-hmm. in my heart. This is what I want to do. What advice would you give them that will help guide them for two, three, four years down the road? Um, one thing that I would definitely say is to make sure that you are treating your voice well um, and that you keep up with voice lessons because that's one thing that really helped me and that I wish I would have appreciated more when I was younger um, mm-hmm. because then I was just like, oh, it's, you know, it's 
voice lesson, whatever. I mean, I love my voice <laughs> lessons, but I never, I never saw that. Like, I never thought. Yeah. You know, when you're young, you think, oh, it's just whatever. I don't know what it is. Anyways, um, not so much the lessons because I love my lessons, but warming up daily or or just doing vocal mm-hmm. exercises daily. That's more the direction I'm going because I love my yeah. voice lessons and I love my voice teacher. But the the thought process of of really stretching out your voice before you sing and keeping it healthy, mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh, well. stretching before you work out. I mean, your voice is a muscle. Um, mm-hmm. So, which I don't do that either. I don't stretch before I work out either. Which obviously maybe that's why <laughs> I have some pains here and there. Um, <laughs> but. But I absolutely loved my vo- voice coach, and I still love love him. I talk to him a lot, um, and I go see him whenever I can. Um, that's one of my main things is keep your voice healthy, and that's one thing that he really preached to me um, mm-hmm. is keep your voice healthy. we got to protect the baby because without the baby, you don't – I mean, w- your career is pretty much done. Um, yep. So that's, that's the main mm-hmm. thing that I would suggest to somebody that's just starting out um, where they think they can go in and they can sing for hours on end and not really take care of their voice, that's not necessarily the best approach um, mm-hmm. because I mean, it has worked for some people, but some people, they were amazing when they first came out, and you don't hear anything from them now because they've wrecked their voices. So that no. would be my number one suggestion is to um, is to make sure you protect your voice. Um, another thing is to just try to expose yourself to as many people as possible. That's what I did when I was first starting. I would look up Mm -hmm. different places to perform. I would look up, um, different opportunities like talent shows in my local county fair, or I would look up different audition opportunities. And that is always where I, I feel like I got to round my stage presence a bit and I would get so nervous, um, on on stage performing by myself before I went up on stage. And then once I was on stage, I loved it, but I would like to the point of passing out. So I always believe oh, that experience wow. experience is always good. Yeah. My mom asked me, she's like, why do you do this to yourself? And I was like, <laughs> well, I figure if I do it enough, I'll get over the fear. And she was like, well, that's when I realized that your love for music was stronger than your fear of, of performing in front of oh, people. Wow. So um, those would be my two top suggestions. And also don't, don't expect something to happen overnight and just be ready to put in work. Um, Because if you consistently put in the work, eventually things, things will happen. Yeah, they have to. I mean, just, (laughs) just consistency is what, where it's at with music. That's right. Consistency. And then um, I always love the saying, um, Work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. I believe that's the saying. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and just just have faith and 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 I I really believe in in asking Him to open the doors that He wants open and uh, shutting the yep. ones He wants shut. There's been a lot of doors that have been shut on me that I might not have quite understood in the moment. Um, but <laughs> looking back, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it, God. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, you know, so, so just trying to follow him too. You know, you know, it's funny that you said that because just recently, I mean, we're talking just a couple of weeks ago. I had this, cra- and I'm trying to build a, a brand around everything that has to do with music. And I had this crazy idea that, you know what? Let's just, you know, 
and again, sometimes you have to be careful what you bring on it. The right intentions may be there, but that doesn't mean that's what God wants. Now, this crazy right. idea that you know, we'll launch a booking agent, agency and call it New Country. Mm-hmm. I've been locked in the domain and everything, newcountrybooking.com. And for two weeks, it was like everything crashed. I'm sitting there like, all oh, of yeah, sudden, no, it's crazy. All, the, all of a sudden, no PR companies were contacting me anymore about their artists. Uh, you know, it was like everything dried up like overnight. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and then I'm miserable. And I'm sitting there like, what is going on here? And, and then I finally came to the conclusion, you know what? If we did a booking agent, here's the problem with a booking agent right now. Just Sandy and I. <clears throat> if we did a booking agent, one of two things would happen. happen. Either um, we would get really good at booking artists, then our show and New Country Buzz would suffer. Or mm-hmm. – our show will take off, and then we do a disservice to artists who we bring on as a booking agent. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I'm like, you know, um, and, and we made a decision. And in fact, we announced the booking part at first on Facebook, and everybody's all excited. And then <laughs> it was like two weeks later, I'm like, okay, we're undoing that decision. And and I explained, of course, what I just said that we, you know. We, we always want to look out for the artist. That's what we do. You know, I don't want to do anything that, that could ever jeopardize um, the artist or jeopardize our integrity within the music industry. And I knew that that mm-hmm. possibly could. And, it, and it's amazing because since we released that idea, all of a sudden a flood of stuff has been coming at us for good. And I'm like, okay, wow. God, is that you? Did you did you stop that? I mean, it was like halted. I mean, it's almost like our whole business halted mm-hmm. for about a week mm-hmm. during that crazy yeah. idea. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, and I'm not saying we'll never do that idea. It's just at this point in trying to build this show and keep New Country Buzz going, you know, because like, of course, eventually we'll have merchandise, you know, new country, new, you know, new country clothing type line and stuff, you know, which that's different because once you make the logos and make the stuff, people can order online. There's no more work there, you know, <laughs> you know, right. but with the booking, I'd have to hit those phones every day, four five, six hours a day. That would totally yeah, take away. That would totally. And if I'm not willing to do that, then I shouldn't be trying to book, you know, cause you know, you got some people that they want to book for people, but they're going to do one hour a day. Well, then don't go book. Because then you're doing that artist right. as a service, you know. And so that's where that was a conclusion I had to come. But it's funny that you said that because I'm like, you know, I really felt like God was shutting doors, you know, here because everything stopped. And then as yeah. soon as we made a decision not to do that, everything opened back mm-hmm. up. Crazy. Yes. He's got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely so does. This, yep, definitely. And when you go off. You, you know, you 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 know when you if you start to feel uneasy, a lot of times it's God saying, "Hey, um, get back on here." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. <clears throat> so, what is there a question out there that you wish hosts like us would ask but never do? I feel like everything y'all have asked has been amazing. I can't think of anything else to answer, like that I would like want answer want. <laughs> Want to answer yeah. anything that, yeah. that has been mm-hmm. yeah. missed? We appreciate that because again, that that one we question sure is do. what I built our show around. 
You know, we we yes. they're like 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 the quirky one. We we had one one artist. So you know what? I just wish somebody the host would act, be a little funny and say, you know what? What's something quirky? And I like, oh, I like that. <laughs> now, yeah, that's a now, fun when question. We, <laughs> we get the best answer to that. <laughs> now, when we interview guys, I say unusual. Because I don't think yeah. a guy wants to be considered quirky, you know. True. <laughs> you know, so that's a good I've point. Learned, <laughs> yeah. So I've learned, you know, how to ask them. But again, you know, there have been several questions that were like, "Ooh, you know, I'm like the team one." Somebody said, "I just wish people would acknowledge mm-hmm. my team." And like, up, oh, we yeah. will. I like that one. Yeah, I love so, that. I love that question. So, so the, you know, again, that that we built our show around this one question. Now, granted, most of the stuff we've had from day one, but you know, we tweak it based mm-hmm. on that last question because I, I want to build a show around y'all as the artists because you know, the the goal is to help y'all tell y'all's story because as far as I know, and that, and that could be wrong, there's no other show out there there for independent slash even even people that are on labels but they're still small to tell their right. story. And um, at least, you know, because, again, most things that interview people is, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You, you know, you really can only talk about music in that time. We wanted to create sure. a platform where we gave people 60 minutes and beyond if they needed it to really get out what they wanted to get out. And that's what we're trying to do with the show. Well, I really appreciate what y'all are doing and, and you taking your time to, to ask us all those questions and to find out about us and, and giving us the opportunity to share that with people. <laughs> well, we thank you. And now it's self-promotion time. Tell people how they can reach you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you can go to my website, CelesteKellogg.com. That's C-E-L-E-S-T-E-K-E-L-L-O-G-G.com. And you can find all my socials and all my music there. It'll point you to Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Pandora, wherever you listen to your music. It'll point you to my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Anywhere online, pretty much, you can find me. (laughs) Um, But if you go to my website, that'll lead you to all those places. And we definitely appreciate having you on the show today. You know, we really enjoyed it. Oh, we do. Yes. Oh, thank you for having me. And um, we hope, uh, you know, down the road when you got some more updates, we can bring you back for, like, an updated show. That sounds great. I'd love that. <laughs> All right. You have a great day, and we will talk with you real soon. All righty. Y'all have a good one, too, and talk to you soon. All right. All thanks. right. Thanks. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed today's show. You know, right now, with everything that's going on within the music industry uh, and the whole coronavirus, shutdown shows, artists need your help. And so go look up Celeste's stuff. Go find her. Go follow her. Go share her stuff. Go spin her stuff on Spotify. Go buy her merch. Go do whatever you can to help support her because we all are in this together. Um, But anyway, as always, we will talk with you tomorrow with another artist that's going to be great.